Hey everyone, and welcome to our Prove It podcast. Uh, we are so excited to get this rolling again. Uh, many of you know last year we had this uh, Bible study we did as a church, and so we've expanded that a little more this year. We're going to be going through the book of Mark here. Uh, we're going to release our first episode in the coming days. Uh, but we thought it would be good to sit down and before we dive into Mark and have a conversation just around studying the Bible and maybe provide you some helpful uh, practical tools for how to get the most out of your Bible study. And so I'm so glad to be joined with uh, having Mr. Christopher Shaw with us. Thank you. And uh, so Christopher, you've been a part of LeClaire for how long? Uh Pretty much since I was born. Okay. I've, I've grown up in this church. This so is my home church. You're, you're a lifer here. I am. So, I am. Man. So, uh, yeah. So you've been around for a while. And, and actually now we are, you're one of our ministry partners. Yes. Uh, Christopher works for InterVarsity. And uh, would you just kind of share a little bit of what or who InterVarsity is yeah. and, and what it is that you do at SIUE? Yeah. So I work for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. They are a college ministry, so we work with college students. Uh, I specifically work with the students at SIUE. Um, and kind of my job and my, my position is I am a campus missionary. So kind of like how there are other missionaries who go to Haiti or Kenya, uh, that's their mission field. For me, my, my mission field is the college campus. Uh, and so while a lot of, I spend a lot of time coaching and training other leaders or other students to be leaders um, and to be missionaries themselves, to be missionaries in the classroom, um, to be missionaries in their dorm, um, in their organizations, their sports teams, wherever it may be. So, um, Yeah, and like what an important season in people's lives. Uh, you know, students are coming in out of high school, trying to decide what they're going to do with their life and thinking about the purpose of their life. Yeah. And I think what a great time to intersect and um, try to provide ways for them to connect with the truth of God and, and the gospel. Um, and actually, recently I had the chance to go and sit in in one of yeah. your Bible studies. You had a time where uh, you were meeting with your small group leaders, yep. and then they go out and uh, kind of lead other students yep. through just a Bible study. And I really enjoyed getting to see you in action and, and really was encouraged by the involvement and the engagement of these students. And I know we've talked about this. I mean, college students sometimes get a, a bad rap, but we were both in college at some point right. of maybe being a little flaky, a little lazy, but that's not what I saw in this environment. I yeah. mean, there were, were people there, and, and I know some of them were relatively new to the faith, but they were asking really great questions. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I noticed is, um, and I think one of the things you guys try to accomplish is, is helping people know that the Bible doesn't have to be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And even though it's this massive book, anybody, even just using the Bible in and of itself, can uh, really come to know uh, what God's Word means and, and um, its purpose in our lives. And, and, and I think a lot of maybe what college students might face and some of that intimidation is what a lot of adults face. And yeah. so um, that's why you're here, to maybe share a little more yeah. about that process. And so we're glad that you are are going to help walk us through, maybe provide some tools to help in our own Bible study. Um, so we can kind of just jump in. Yeah. Um, if you would maybe start to share, you know, you, you meet with these students and um, kind of walk them through and help them learn how to study the Bible. How do you, what's your main approach and how, how do you accomplish that? 
Yeah, so our small groups that we have every week, uh, those are led by students. And so like you said, yeah, I meet with my student leaders first, train them, we go over the scripture and prep them for it, and then they can go off and then teach their own small group too. So yeah, we, like one of our big goals uh, is, is to teach students how to study scripture. Um, and so, and we'll, which we'll kind of get into a little bit, um, but it's the idea of studying inductively, um, is really diving deep into being aware of what's there um, and kind of being like a detective. Um, it's, a little, it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So when you say inductive, what, you know, that's not a word we use very often. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know, what is that? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, so inductive, uh, which would be the opposite of deductive. So inductive is when you start with the details of something and then you go to the general. Um, yeah, you kind of move, you move outwards towards the general. Okay, gotcha. No, that's good. And, and why would you say that's important when we approach the Bible to study it inductively? Yeah, the idea is, is like I said, it's kind of be like a detective. So you have, um, you know, there's a crime, a detective, when they go to a crime scene, right, they look for all the clues that are there, and then from the clues, then determine what happens. Whereas on the other end, you have a lawyer who only go, who goes to a crime scene only to find out evidence that only supports his view. Okay. Um, and I think that's probably where a lot of people have trouble. And I think, I think we're probably all guilty of it at times where it's, you know, we come in with an objective mm -hmm. and we start to maybe look for scriptures to help prove that. And, and really you can pull from a lot of different places and almost get the Bible to say what you want it to say, but that is not how we want to approach scripture. Yep. And I think that's good because you're, you're kind of highlighting first and foremost, before we get into some of the practical how-to, there is this attitude mm -hmm. that we need to approach Scripture with. And it is just knowing that, uh, you know, kind of coming, uh, laying our own preconceptions to the side and, and really asking the question, what, what does God's Word say and what did it mean to the original audience? Right. And, and sometimes we have to really work at putting ourselves in their shoes. Um, but I love that example of, yeah, a detective versus a lawyer. Because, yeah, yep. a lawyer, they've got an objective. They're looking for evidence to prove that. So they may leave some evidence out if it goes against theirs. But a yep. uh, detective, they're wanting to know everything that's going on and, and just starting there. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, as we think about studying the Word of God, we definitely want to always approach with that attitude. Yep. Um, but then how we do that, there's probably some different methods. And you guys have a specific method that you teach, if you would maybe just kind of share a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so like, yeah, one thing that you said before is like, it's an attitude and a method. Mm -hmm. And so going into it, being willing to be open to what the scripture has to say, right? Um, I think one of the most uh, hurting things, that's not the right way to put it, but one of the most detrimental things to Christians when they read the scripture can actually be their familiarity with the text. Okay. Um, especially as somebody who grew up in, in the church, yeah. All, you know, grew up in the church, I hear all these Bible studies, or I hear all this scripture. Um, and so when I go to study the scripture that I've seen a hundred times, right, it's super easy for me to be like, oh yeah, no, I've read this before. I know what, the, I know what they're saying. I know what's going on. Cool. Like, that's that. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But there's, but scripture is so much more than just being able to read it, right, and just get something from it automatically. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can get something from it different every single time. And sometimes God will even just have to remind you about certain things, right? You're like, no, I get this. I get this. And mm -hmm. God's like, no, but I want you to listen to what I'm saying here and really grasp this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, it's, it's an attitude and it's also a method. Um, and our method kind of talks about really kind of breaking it down into steps um, and kind of focusing on, you know, what does the text say? 
before you jump into what does it mean. Yeah. Um, again, there's this general understanding that pretty much everybody has, right? Of like, oh, the Bible and you read it and there's scripture and it, there's a deeper meaning that we have to read. And so you read it and you're like, oh, here's what it means. Here's the hidden message. And that's just like, although yes, there is that aspect to it, right? Like we, it's a living word and God can really work through that to us. Um, but so, so often do we jump straight into interpretation and that's kind of what our method helps break down. So yeah. before we jump into interpretation, what's the scripture actually saying first? That yeah. way we can make sure our interpretation is correct. It's accurate. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's great. Yeah. So, so kind of thinking now practically, you're meeting with your, your leaders. Uh, tell me a little bit of like, where do you begin with that? Yeah. So uh, first thing, we love printing it out on actual piece of paper. It's like um, printing out the actual Yeah, scripture. printing out on the, on okay. the actual paper. Uh -huh. um, oops, I think I have some. Yeah, so we, okay. we, we use a manuscript. Um, mm -hmm. And so basically what a manuscript is, it's just, it's a printed passage with nothing but the Bible text itself. So there's okay. no, um, there's no paragraph breaks, there's no titles, you know, there's usually wide margins because it's meant to be written on. Okay. Um, okay, so you, you use this manuscript method. Uh, so a couple questions for you. One yeah. is, is, is there like too much scripture? Like, is there a certain like amount that is good for a time that you're studying? Yeah, so we, um, you know, around 20 verses, give or take okay. some, you know, there, it just kind of depends on uh, the chunk of scripture that we're studying for that day. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's as few as 15. Um, sometimes it's as most as 40. Okay. Um, okay. So it somewhere can vary. in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then why would you say, you know, I think a lot of people, they come to a Bible study now, we've got the Bible on our phones. Like yeah. what value does kind of going through this manuscript, like you say, bring compared to maybe how we might approach it yeah. normally? Yeah. I think a manuscript, it's just, it's, you know, it's a physical piece of paper, right? And mm -hmm. so it's easier to work with. Like said, we're on our phones all the time. We're on our laptops all the time. Um, and being able to, I don't know about you, like being able to write down on something and underline it and highlight it, um, maybe even jotting down questions as we're doing or journaling, it's just, a, it, it enables you to interact and engage with the scripture that much deeper and just that much easier. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm a big, any books that I read, big, I'm a slow reader, but yeah. I just, I underline everything. Yep. I, I, I feel like if I just read it, I, I miss out on so much. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that. And I think that's one of the things that I, I liked, you know, and just kind of observing your time together was just just even adding in that element of you hand out, here's the text, and then everybody goes on their own mm -hmm. and kind of reads through, and we're going to talk about what that looks like. But I just think having time built in for people to just read through it on their own, because yeah. I know when I lead a small group, a lot of times it's like, hey, come prepared, having read this. Chances are someone is like in the car, like skimming through real quick, right. just, you know. Guilty, I've been but, there before. Yeah, yeah, exactly, me too. But I think in that time, it's maybe worth building in a, a time where, hey, you go through it on your own uh, and then we can come together later. Yeah. Um, so you kind of talk about this inductive method right. and then you break that down into a few steps. Mm -hmm. um, so would you share a little bit about, you know, maybe an overview of what those three steps are and then we can kind of break that down even more. Yeah, so, uh, so we got three steps here. Uh, so the first one is observation uh, and then we have interpretation and application. Uh, and so observation, this is kind of the step where the detective is looking for the clues. So okay. observations of the clues. Um, these are things you're going to notice about the text that everyone else can agree on to. Um, okay. So it's not interpretation, right? Right. Um, and at this point, it's really important to kind of stay on the what does it say part, again, without jumping to what does it mean. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and which it's can like, be hard. Right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. hard. And it's frustrating, yeah. which we'll, again, we'll talk more about yeah. here in a second. Yeah. Um, and the second step is interpretation. So this is where we start bringing meaning to the passage. Uh, and a great way to do that is you take your observations that you made, and then you turn those into questions. Okay. Um, asking good questions. You know, what, what is the author... You know, if the author was if the author was here right now, what would he say about it? Okay. Um, and then the last step is application, uh, which is really kind of putting what you've learned and what you've experienced into practice. Yeah. Um, it can be a little misleading sometimes to use the word application because I think sometimes we think, you know, we can just apply whatever we like, right? Kind of like we just apply it to our life like lip balm, you know. Uh-huh. And so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really, I think it's during the application part that it's an invitation really for God, um, from God to really align with his word. Right. And I think even the, the purpose of our podcast, you know, we have kind of our tagline is we exist to study the word of God and then to prove it in our lives. Like we want to take yep. those truths, but then we want them to be lived out and, and how, how we live and how we follow him. Um, and I've always heard too, and I like this, like with observations, there's any number of observations you can make, yep. but interpretation as you get down to it, there really is most of the time, unless it's like a, a you know, I think about like a parable that Jesus, and that has sort of this, it tells a story, but there's a little deeper meaning, so mm-hmm. there's kind of a double meaning there. But most passages, the author has one intended meaning, and when we just study scripture and even kind of take this approach, we most of the time can get there. Yep. And um, so there's, you know, one, the author had one intended purpose, but then application, again, can be numerous like we take that truth and there can be infinite ways in how we apply it in our lives absolutely. and so absolutely um, i think it's good kind of just to think through through that so okay so let's let's go through each of these you know i think a lot of this is like i, I like to play tennis and i think any yeah. any sport you may play and and you know like if you're serving uh and, and learning a serve there's all these different elements like how high do you toss the ball and and what do you do with your feet and and so this is almost like breaking down um into these elements and and at some point i think the more you do this it just becomes more fluid and you you get used to it but it's good to really slow down and and say how do we best approach scripture so um kind of kicking things off observation wise yeah what what does that look like and what are we trying to observe when we read through a passage yeah yeah, so observations, uh, these are things, again, like we said, like the, the clues that the detective is looking for. Okay. Um, so it could be the who, what, when, where's. It could be, uh, I've got some different kind of categories. So okay. you've got content, so things like character, relationships, uh, time or numbers. There's also connections. So repetition, are there words or phrases that are repeated or even themes that are repeated throughout the scripture? Okay, so that uh, would be maybe more like sentence structure or some yeah, of the same words. Yeah, kind of like literary that. kind of terms, literary phrases. Okay. Um, cause and effect, you know, so for example, um, you know, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, okay. right? So the cause would be follow me, the effect would be you'll become fishers of men. Okay. So uh-huh. things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other is context too. So passages, um, like before, after, where does this fall into the broader scheme or the broader story of that book of the Bible? Where does it even fall into the entire Bible too? Sure. Yeah. No, those are all good. And, uh, I think even, yeah, like with some of this stuff too, and we talked about, I think the more you go through this process, the better you'll get, you know, I think even context, it can be hard to know where does this fit in? But the more you do this, the more you learn that overarching story. Yeah. Um, so when you're going through this, you actually have, you know, your students look for these elements. Mm-hmm. And, and so they would maybe take their paper and like 
highlight and underline these observations, maybe jot a note yep. in the margin. Yeah, and, yeah, that's, I think, again, it's being able to interact with it. And I wish I had, a, I tried to find a good picture to kind of show um, on the, up on the screen, but I couldn't find a good one. Um, but yeah, you, you'll see this manuscript study, like after we get done with it, and it's just like, there's just scribbles all over it, and there's lines okay. connecting things, and there's circles, and there's different colors. Um, yeah, there's just something something about being able to visually see the connections and, and all these different observations uh, on your paper. It just helps it kind of jump out a lot more. Yeah, no, that's good. And yeah, I think the more you engage with it, the yeah, the more your mind just takes in that information, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any other thoughts kind of around observations and what makes a good one and what's, uh, you know. Yeah, so I think, like I said, observation is really the foundation for kind of the rest of this method. Mm-hmm. Um, and so good observations will really help make things a lot more clear. Um, and so I think sometimes I know for the students uh, and even myself too, there can be a little bit of frustration between, okay, making good observations and making bad observations. Okay. Um, because again, like our natural tendency, right, is to say, oh, here's this in the passage and I think this is what it means. It's like, well, as soon as you start saying this is what it means, you're already getting into interpretation. Okay, yeah. Um, and so it can, it can be kind of frustrating. Uh, and so there's actually a quick little story that I like to share sometimes um, okay. that kind of talks about how sometimes it can be frustrating. Like observations a lot of times seem so, like, so simple that you're like, that's, okay, yes, obviously it says that, but I want to know more. Yeah. Uh, but that's where you start. And so there's a little, there's a Sherlock Holmes story. So even talking about detectives, right? Yep, there you go. Um, where, you know, there's a conversation between him and, and Watson. Uh, and Watson is kind of saying like, you know, man, like every time I hear your reasons, the things always seem to be like super clear and super like ridiculously simple. Um, but I'm also like super amazed every time you explain your process because I see the exact same things that you see, but yet like you see them differently, you know? So like, yeah. I don't know, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And, and Sherlock kind of goes on to say, it's like, yeah, you, you see, but you're not observing. And so he, for example, he like points to the, the stairs. He goes, you see those stairs over there? And, and Watson's like, yeah. He's like, have you, you've probably, how many times have you gone up and down those stairs? And he's like, I don't know, hundreds, you know? Mm-hmm. Think about like the stairs in your house. Yeah. Um, and he's like, cool, so how many stairs are there? And Watson's like, I, I have no idea how many stairs. And he goes, exactly, so you've seen that the, the stairs are there, but you have not observed that there's actually 17 stairs there. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of those things. So that would actually be uh, the example that, that Sherlock uses is actually would be like an example of repetition. Okay. Um, so say you see, you're reading the scripture uh, and the words like dry and, and stay are there. And they're really like, there's repeated four times in the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the, the passage. Okay. Um, and so that would be an observation. So actually I thought we could do just a quick little, actually a little exercise. All right. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh-huh. How about you go ahead and, and make some observations about me? Okay. Looking at me. Okay. Um, so we'll pretend you're the text. Pretend I'm the text. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, it's not a perfect example. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So you've come in today and, mm-hmm. and looking at you. Uh, a couple of things I, I notice. Um, you know, first of all, you're you're sitting here and talking with me. Yep. That's yep. an observation. May yeah. seem obvious, but yeah. it's 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 one that's there. Uh, let's see. I I see you have a cardinal shirt on. So perhaps you're a Cardinals fan. Okay. Um, I, you're, you're wearing a hat. Um, so maybe you like to wear hats. Um, okay. Okay. And then you see your, I didn't, I didn't bring my drink in today, but you're <laughs> drinking some Gatorade. Okay. I see that's okay. a, kind of an observation there. Cool. So, uh, 
Yeah, so there's there's a few for you okay. to go off. So, Great. So thoughts on that? Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you I'll give you some quick feedback. So your first one was you said you're I'm, I'm sitting here talking with you, right? Mm -hmm. That was a really good observation, right? It's you look at it. If anybody is listening to us, that's exactly what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that could be a, that could even be relevant in scripture where um, you know somebody is talking to somebody. And so for example, in John four, when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. That's really significant, the fact that she's a Samaritan and a woman, and that Jesus is talking to her. You know, so that's, that's a really good observation. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one you said is, I'm, I'm a Cardinals fan, right? Because I'm wearing a Cardinals shirt. Sure. Mm -hmm. So that's actually getting a little bit too much into interpretation. Okay. So you see that I'm wearing a shirt. Right. And then you assume that I'm a Cardinals fan. Okay, right? so kind of making, yeah, pulling some meaning out from it instead yep. of just saying, hey, you're wearing a Cardinals shirt. Exactly, you know? so, exactly. Because yeah. so, yeah. I could have been, honestly, I could have just, I could have lost a bet. I could be a Cubs fan. I'm not, just FYI. <laughs> I know how this church is. Um, but yeah, I, I, could have, I could have lost a bet. I could, you know, it could have just been a laundry day. Sure. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm, that I'm, a, I'm a, a Cardinals fan. Okay. And then you also said, yeah, so I like to wear hats. Uh, yeah, so saying that I like to wear a hat, although that's actually true, right? So you, you're starting to get into interpretation. It is a true interpretation. Sure. Um, but, but it might get past the point of just the obvious yes. facts you're wearing yes, a hat. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking Gatorade. That was mm -hmm. also a really good observation. Mm -hmm. um, so something you could even attribute that to in uh, Scripture. Uh, you know, this semester in, in varsity, we're going through the book of, of Acts. You know, and that's written by Luke. And Luke, as we know, is a very kind of, he likes to write about the details. And he's very intentional about the things that he includes, right? So if sure. Luke is saying, just again, for example, um, so-and-so is drinking Gatorade because they definitely had Gatorade back then, yep, right? Yep, uh -huh. um, <laughs> you know, you would then, in the interpretation stage, which we're talking about, um, you would then ask, okay, I, I see that. I observe that he's drinking that. And then the interpretation stage, right, why is that drink specific? You know, why did, why did he have to mention it's Gatorade? Why couldn't he have just mentioned, oh, it's just, he's just drinking? Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, that was really good. Okay. So we've, we've made observations. Mm -hmm. And in, in your group, you would all come back together and maybe start to list these out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like we were saying before, kind of in a group setting, um, you know, we'd hand them the, the manuscript. They would mm -hmm. actually get 10 minutes to themselves to like make all these observations. Okay. Um, you know, we also try to read the scripture out loud too, uh, okay. depending on who you are. Uh, not even just depending on who you are, but hearing the scripture actually spoken out loud okay. um, sometimes can bring out certain observations that you wouldn't have, you know, would have heard before. Okay. Wouldn't have made before. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so then they have 10 minutes themselves, make the observations, write down, mark it up. Uh, yeah, and then we'll come back and say, all right, cool. What are the observations that you made? Okay. We'll list all the observations. Um, and then after that, we'll move into interpretation. So you're moving from there. We finish mm -hmm. that and then moving on into the interpretation section. Right. So what does that look like? I know you mentioned earlier, you kind of take those observations and turn them into questions now. Yeah. So, yeah, what is... What does that all look like? Yeah, so like I said, yeah, during the interpretation uh, kind of phase, this is where again where we, we're gaining clarity about what is the scripture actually meaning. So this is the this is finally where we get to bring meaning to the observations that we made. Okay. Um, so this is the part where usually like students will jump into it because they, as as I'm hoping that we do, I hope as everybody does, have lots of questions, right? Yeah. Um, and so they're we'll jump into questions. Um, that sometimes they'll have different questions than like the observations that they made which is okay uh -huh. um but yeah if you can turn those observations into questions 
that's going to be a really good, really good skill to have. So kind of, you know, maybe to give a more concrete example for people of how to transition from these observations to the questions that we mm -hmm. ask, um, you know, thinking about a, a good concrete story. Um, I, I like the story in John chapter two, where, where Jesus, it's this first miracle that John uh, uh, tells us that Jesus does of turning water into wine. And it's, it's a unique story. Um, and so if you're familiar, you know, in the story, he's at this wedding and the wine runs out mm -hmm. and we can observe, and I've got it up in, in front of me here, you know, Mary, uh, it says, goes to Jesus and tells him there's no more wine. And so perhaps an observation is there's no wine and that's somewhat significant. You yeah. Know, like why would, why would Mary feel like she would need to tell Jesus this information? You know, that, yeah. that's just an observation, you know? Right. Um, and then he gives her this response of, uh, he says, dear woman, why do you involve me? So then we see this other strange uh, response, like Jesus seems reluctant to be a part of the, yeah. the problem. So that's just yeah. an observation. Yeah, yeah. You make, um, you make a really good observation just about even kind of the tone of the people who are reacting, uh -huh. right? Like you realize there's there's this interaction between people um, and one is, you know, one's asked this question and the response is actually a little bit, the tone of the response could possibly be a lot different than you were expecting, right? Yeah. So uh -huh. you're like, Jesus like, why are you involving me? Uh -huh. You know, like, because yeah. we read that, or at least when I read it, she's hopefully wanting and to do something about it possibly. Yeah. Um, and so then maybe a question out of it is, yeah, why, why was Jesus reluctant? Um, yep. Or yeah, why did Mary feel that she needed to, you know, so th then you start asking the questions right, about yeah. it. And uh, yeah. And so once you have your, your questions, then what's, what's kind of the next step that you guys walk through? Um, yeah, so once we kind of got some, some questions then, um, you, yeah, you answer the questions. Okay. Um, and so this is really important to also use we try to stick to whatever the text we're using is okay. before we bring in outside sources. Uh -huh. um, and so a lot, of, a lot of times the text can answer itself. Right. And right? I think that's one of those things that I, I know probably with this method that is helpful is for people to see that, yeah, if you dig in enough, you really can find a lot of the answers to those questions right there, you yeah. know, um, which, yeah, I think is, is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we even try to sometimes we'll, we'll avoid like using commentaries or, um, you know, I'll have students say, oh, you know what? Well, I heard a pastor say this once. And that's, that's bringing out outside sources that the uh -huh. audience didn't have. So remember, like we're trying to figure out this, the, the idea of being inductive and studying scripture in general, right, is about understanding what did this mean to the original audience. Yeah. So if you're trying to understand what it means to the original audience, you can't use a lot of resources that the audience wouldn't have not have had. Yeah. Um, and so again, you know, for instance, I know you guys are going through Mark this semester or this, this spring. And so, um, yeah, they wouldn't have had some of the other like new Testament books at that time. Right. Cause they're sure. kind of all being written at the same time. They would have had the old Testament books. So you can use old Testament to help answer some of the questions that you might have about Mark. Okay. Um, yeah, and there are some some ways that you can still use some New Testament books, you know, to answer because they're especially with the Gospels, there's overlapping stories, so you sure. can't get some extra detail that way. But sure. generally speaking, yeah, you kind of just want to stick to the text, and then go from there. Okay, okay. So you you go through your questions, you try to answer them, and and there may be some that you can't quite, you know, that happens, and yep. uh, and I think in those moments, yeah, you know, if you sometimes maybe if you do have an outside source, it's but I like the idea of doing as much as you can on your own. Yep. And part of that is just, it's good for that process for us to go through. I think yep. that is something that helps scripture sink in a little more too, yep. you know? 
Um, and then out of that, so you've kind of come up and, and answered these questions, then what's, what's next? Yeah, so the next part is, so now we've figured out what it means and we feel like we've, we've kind of experienced Jesus in those ways, it's time for application. Okay. So we will kind of go into putting into practice kind of what we've learned. Um, okay. And, you know, the goal as you're studying scripture is not just gaining information, right? The goal is actual transformation. It's the living word. Um, and so here, yeah, this is the chance of when we actually put into practice what we just learned, um, kind of answering the, the so what. Um, and so given that we've encountered Jesus, encountered God in these ways, how do we then take this and align it? You know, how can we align our life with what we're learning? Um, so we usually start this kind of coming up with first with a main truth. Okay. So we've, we've made observations, uh, we've asked questions, we've figured it out, and then now that we've kind of have an understanding it, I ask them, all right, I want you to put kind of what you learn, what, what do you think is the main point or the main truth of this passage into a, a quick, you know, a couple of sentences. Um, it's not a summary. You know, a summary would be more of a paragraph where as like the main truth is a little bit more, it's kind of like a, like a tweet, you know, like you uh -huh. only have a certain amount of characters to kind of make it concise. So maybe like, for example, you know, we kind of talked about that John 2 story. And I haven't gone through the whole passage yeah. or the whole story, so this is just off the top of my head. But maybe a main truth, um, you know, even just from what we talked about, is, is something along the lines that, you know, we see, you know, Jesus had a plan in his life, but was willing to be interrupted to serve others. Or something like, I mean, that's, something you like know, that, yeah. to summarize the whole thing. Um, but something shorter, one sentence that gets to that main idea. And right. I, again, I know even like in writing a sermon, that's a lot of what we try to get to. What is just that main idea? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, looking over kind of like what you, you, you use the key observations, you use the key questions. Um, yeah, what is, you know, what was the main problem or the tension and, and how is that resolved? Usually too, it's always super helpful when Jesus is in the story uh -huh. because Usually there's something that he says, you're like, okay, you can just kind of pick that out and look like, that's the main truth. Okay. You know? So for instance, in Luke 19, um, this is, you know, when he's talking to Zac Zacchaeus, uh, you know, at the end of that scripture, he says, today salvation has come to this house for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Okay. That right there. Pretty clear. That's, yeah, that's uh -huh. the main truth. That's, yes. This is what uh -huh. Jesus came to do uh -huh. and this is what he's doing. Uh-huh. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. So, okay. But yeah, so now that you've kind of made it into a, a concise statement or, you know, a little tweet um, and, and you have a clear picture of what this passage is saying, you know, then we, again, we move into applying it. Okay. Um, and so, um, yeah, usually in a, in a Bible study, these would be questions that I will already provide my students. Okay. Um, and so usually there's three types of questions. There's one for, you know, non-believers. Usually there's one for, and then there's a couple for believers and, you know, kind of basically there's, there's an application for everybody. Okay. Um, and so, but if you're kind of doing this by yourself and kind of doing this by your, um, not with a group or not within our study where questions right. are being given to you, uh, things to think about now that you have your main truth, um, you know, is if I really believe this main truth, how would it change my beliefs? How would it change my actions? How would it change me? Okay. Um, and from there, you know, what is an action that I can do from this? Okay. Um, is there something I need to do? Is there something I need to stop doing? Um, is there an attitude that I need to change? You know, again, how do you, it's pretty simple at that point. How do you apply it? You know, okay. how do you put it into practice? Yeah. And that's a good question. Yeah. Of this main truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how would that change my life? And then you, like if you're leading a group or even if you're doing it on your own, 
then people can begin to share yeah. just, and that's, that's where maybe a little more creativity comes in because yeah. there are a number of ways uh, to apply uh, some of those, those truths. So, yeah. Anyway, okay, absolutely. Well, that's good. So, so this is kind of the whole process, and uh, and again, we talked about this is something. Hey, on your own, um, maybe to help in your own personal Bible study, or with your leading a group or a part of a group. Um, but I do think it's good to really break down and and see sort of both the attitude and then this method, um, and uh, and again, it just is helpful at getting the Word of God to soak into our minds and to our hearts. Um, so just kind of another question as we begin to close here. As you, you know, maybe in your own ministry as you've done this with, with students, uh, what are some things maybe that you've noticed or why, why is it significant or important for people to approach Scripture in this way and to have that attitude of starting fresh and just learning to see what it says? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why does that matter? Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, the first thing I'll say is the students, like, they really enjoy this. They have so much okay. fun. And I think being able to actually talk about it and break it down in this way, uh, it leads to a lot more discussion, right? Okay. And especially it's one of those things, too. When you when something's a lot more clear, you get a lot more excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it seems easy, too. Like somebody that's like, I, this is the first yeah. time I've read the Bible. But I can read a passage and make some observations Absolutely. And, and contribute. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. That you make a, a, a fantastic point there. I think that's one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. this method and about the way we, we kind of structure our small groups is that no matter if you're a Christian, no matter really who you are, period, if yeah. you're a Christian, if you're a non-believer, uh, maybe you're somebody of a different religion, uh, everybody has equal engagement with this conversation. Yeah. Um, I know like I've been part of small groups where you know, it was a good small group, right? But the questions that were asked, you needed a certain level of, uh, you know, we'll say Christian experience to, one, answer, two, let alone to have meaningful, like, engagement. Sure. Um, and so it's so cool when, you know, they're coming in, and no matter who they are, we can have somebody brand new to Scripture, brand new believer, uh, have equal engagement. So, so kind of uh, for anyone that might be watching and wants more information, is there uh, some resources that maybe you have or a, a place you can direct them to maybe walk through some of this? Yeah, so pretty much everything that I've said today, you can go online. Uh, okay. You go to howto.bible. Okay. Um, so H-O-W-T-O dot B-I-B-L-E. Okay. That's the book for me. That's, yep, easy, um, easy word to spell. I know that one. Yeah, so that, and that'll lay out pretty much Everything that I said and more. There, okay. There's some videos there, um, a lot of really good resources there. Okay. Well, that's great. And I know studying the Word of God is something that I know people are interested in, and sometimes they can uh, just, again, they can be intimidated and then quit, um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And uh, so, but I do appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate the partnership we have with you and, and really the work that you're doing with students, um, I think is is incredible and, and needed, and, and I'm uh, hopeful that a lot of, of fruit will come from, um, you know, all, all that's going on there. So, but just thank you so much for for joining us and helping us walk through some of this. Um, pleasure. And for everybody that's watching, yeah, as we read through scripture ourselves, take some of these ideas and principles, and and you can start to even apply it in your own Bible study. And hopefully, uh, the Word of God becomes more active, more real, and and just creates a greater desire to to know God better through his word. Um, but we hope you'll join us as we go through Mark. We'll release that video later this next week. And uh, till then, uh, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next time.